the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The most dangerous place to be in life is on the opposite side of God's will, and too often we find ourselves in trouble as a result. Join us today as Pastor Rander encourages us to make sure we are properly aligned with God when it comes to His chosen people, Israel. In this message, what can the church do for Israel today? He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. We should definitely support Israel's right to exist. Why don't y'all say amen? God will fulfill his promises and covenants with Israel. God still has a plan for Israel. Woe to anyone who seeks to defeat that plan because the scripture says in Genesis 12, 3, whoever curses you, I will curse. And my friend, that covenant is still in effect today. Number three. The church has a responsibility to stand with Israel in the international arena. The church also has a responsibility to stand with Israel in the international arena. Many world leaders side against Israel in the Middle East. The United Nations has issued resolution after resolution about the Middle East peace process, most of which have been anti-Israel. There has been a resurgence of anti-Semitism in Europe, North America, and around the world. As we approach the time of the end, there will, there will no doubt be a cost associated with standing with Israel. Are we prepared to pay that price? Beloved, Satan hates Israel. And that's, that's what the Holocaust was all about. It was really orchestrated by Satan. He hates Israel. He hates the Jewish people. And anyone who stands with her, he hates, which also includes the Lord's church. Number four, the church needs to support ministries that serve among the Jewish people. The church needs to support ministries that serve among the Jewish people, such as the Christian Jew Foundation Ministries, uh, Jews for Jesus, Chosen People Ministries, Life and Messiah Ministry, and a host of others. We must also help Israel by providing resources in the time of crises and natural disasters, such as the wildfires she had upon her last December. Number five. Befriending messianic missionaries who work among the Jewish people can also be a blessing to Israel today. Befriending messianic missionaries who work in and among the Jewish people can also uh, give us ways to be a blessing to Israel today because of their familiarity with the Jewish culture, 
You have missionaries uh, over in Israel who knows about the culture, relationship, and their experience navigating the various complex issues that exist in the land today. We should also know the facts and get accurate information on what is really happening in Israel and not embrace erroneous reports and propaganda from the news media. Number six, the church should financially support evangelical schools in Israel. Romans 12, 15 and 27b says, For if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. So today we can support Israel by supporting schools, evangelical schools in the land of Israel. Number seven, we should encourage churches to travel to the land of Israel and become acquainted with Jewish life and culture. We should encourage churches to travel to the land of Israel and become acquainted with Jewish life, culture, history, come acquainted with those archaeological digs, worship, and the people there. There's nothing like being in the land of Israel, reading Bible passages at the very site where these events occurred. And Lord willing, that's exactly what Maranatha will be doing when we travel to Israel next year. My wife and I made about seven trips to Israel, seven or more. We've been there again and again and again and over in Jordan. It is a most fascinating place to be. There's nothing like being over there. I mean, when you read, when you see and, and look at scriptures, it's just amazing, uh, the, the, uh, how the Bible, uh, is true. Number eight. The church needs to ask the Lord to be used of God to help break down barriers between the Jewish Christian communities, such as believing that Christians are Israel's enemy. Jewish people need to know that we as believers love and greatly benefit from the Jewish people. I say it again, the church needs to ask the Lord for wisdom to be used of God to help break down these barriers between the Jewish Christians and the believing community. And we need to let them know that we are not their enemies, we are their friends, and you have to build a relationship with them before you can reach them with the gospel. The barriers have to be broken down. Number nine, we should encourage churches to attend worship services in a local synagogue. Be open, transparent, and let them know you have come to worship with them because you love Israel and the Jewish people. In most synagogues, you will find, uh, my wife and I have been there, you will find the worshipers to be very welcoming. Be mindful when you attend a synagogue, it is important that you sit Look, listen, learn, and be open to their style of worship without being judgmental. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 20, a says, and to the Jews, I became a Jew that I might win Jews. Many Jewish people know that evangelical Christians around the world have been longstanding friends of Israel. We should never compromise our belief that Jewish people need Jesus. 
We need to remember who Jesus the Messiah is. The Bible teaches us that he came from among the people of Israel and that he is the promised Messiah of Israel. Jesus, he was born of a Jewish virgin in the land of Israel in the town of Bethlehem. He grew up among the Jewish people. The Messiah died, was buried, and was raised from the dead in the land of Israel. Not Germany, not America, not Switzerland. The nations of the world have benefited from the coming of Israel's promised Messiah. We must never forget that our own salvation came from a Jewish Messiah. Won't you say amen? That our own salvation came from a Jewish Messiah. Number 10, the church should recognize Israel's own uh, ongoing relationship with God. The church should recognize Israel's ongoing relationship with God. Even when Israel is disobedient, like us, he still loves his people, Israel, much like any earthly parent still loves a disobedient child, even when chastened. Israel has always been and will continue to be the apple of God's eye. I say that again. That is so, so critical. Israel has always been and will continue to be the apple of God's eye. You say, how do you know that? In Zechariah chapter two, verse eight, which says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, he sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. The apple of the eye derives from an expression signifying the pupil of the eye, which is one of the most sensitive parts of the body. The saying refers to a person that is cherished above all others. In other words, when one harms Israel, they are actually harming the Lord himself. Wow. Did you get that? In other words, when one harms Israel, they are actually harming the Lord himself. Matthew 25, 40 says, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, those the Jewish people, you did it to me. But but in addition to that, also, when Saul was persecuted, was persecuting the church, he, he was also harming the Lord himself. For in Acts 9, 4, the scripture says, Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So even when, you, when, when you harm the Jews, you're harming the Lord. Israel, you're harming the Lord. And also when you harm God's people, you are harming the Lord. The church today, because Jesus is the great head of the church. We are the bride of Christ. And when you mess with God's bride, you mess with Jesus himself. Amen. Intercessory prayer and support for those in our immediate circles is very important. But we should also remember to offer the same for God's chosen nation, Israel. 
Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to encourage us to bless the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in this message, What Can the Church Do for Israel Today? He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. If God will not, listen to this, if God will not fulfill the promises he gave to Israel, how can we as Christians be sure that the promises he made to the church will come to pass? That's a thought worth thinking about. I said again, if God will not, if God will not fulfill the promises he gave to Israel, how can we as Christians be sure that the promises he made to the church will come to pass? Number 11, the church must regularly pray for Israel. That's what we must do for Israel. God commands his church to pray and people to pray for Israel. Psalms 122, 6 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. We must never forget to pray for God's chosen people. We must pray. How must we pray? We must pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We must pray for the protection of Israel, salvation of Israel, godly leaders to lead Israel, and for Israel's prosperity. We must pray for Israel's individual and ultimately national salvation. Leading the Jewish people and anyone else to Christ is the only way Jews and Gentiles can be saved and have peace with God. I'll say that again. Leading the Jewish people and anyone else to Christ is the only way Jews and Gentiles can be saved and have peace with God. Jews are not saved simply because they are Jews or God's chosen people. They're not automatically saved because they're Jew. They need to trust Jesus Christ for their own personal savior, just like we Gentiles do. They too need, the, the Jewish people need a relationship with their Messiah, like us. Beloved, when the script, when the scripture instructs us in Psalms 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, in essence, we are praying for the second coming of Christ. We must pray for Israel's peace. There will be no peace in the Middle East until the Prince of Peace comes and Israel as a nation receive her Messiah. So when you pray for, for the peace in Jerusalem, you're praying for the Messiah to come and to settle that. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10 says, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieves for him as one grieves for a firstborn. Number 12, one cannot support Israel until they have a right theology about her. One cannot truly support Israel until they have a right theology about her. If you embrace a false theology about Israel, it will affect how you think and respond toward her. 
You must believe that Israel and the church are distinct and that God has a plan for Israel, even though she is in a state of partial and temporary blindness and rebellion today as a nation. Romans eleven twenty five through 26 says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of the mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinions, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. You must also understand that Israel is not the church. That Israel is not the church. Matthew 16, 18 also says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build. I will. Say will. That's will. That's coming. I will build my church. The church had not yet been established yet. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. When Jesus said, I will build my church, he was speaking in the future tense. The church did not start until the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2. Finally, but not the least, number 13, we, my friends, we should stand with Israel today because Satan hates the Jewish people and has always sought to destroy her. She is literally surrounded by neighbors who desire to wipe her off the map like Iran and many others around her. We must support policies that will help Israel to protect herself militarily, just as Americans are privileged to live in a country where our soldiers are protecting us from our enemies. Israel also has the right to protect herself from her innumerable surrounding enemies. Many nations, I know, I know that the covenant is still intact and that God still has a plan for Israel because all those nations during the time of Israel, way back yonder when, they're gone, but Israel is still here today. Many nations, such as the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Amalekites, the Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Edomites, the Canaanites are no longer in existence. They have all come and what? Gone, But the nation of Israel still exists today, which proves that she is God's chosen covenant people. Beloved, listen to this closely. Absolutely no one can destroy the Jewish people. That's a big thought. Hang your hat on it. Absolutely no one. Say no one. If they could have, they would have by now. Absolutely no one can destroy the the Jewish people. In spite of all of Israel's persecutions, she is still vibrant and existing today as a nation and God's chosen people. The king of Egypt could not destroy Israel. The waters of the Red Sea could not drown her. The gallows of Haman could not hang her. The great fish could not digest her. The fiery furnace could not consume her. The lion's den could not devour her. 
A false prophet could not successfully curse her. And evil dictators could not annihilate her. Why? Because of Jeremiah 46, 28, it gives us the answer. It says, do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you. For I will make a complete end of all nations, like those Amalekites and Hittites and all those other ites, to which I have driven you. But I will not make a complete end of you. That's in your Bible. I will rightly correct you. He said, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to deal with you when you're wrong. For I, but I will not, for I will not leave you wholly unpunished. And then if you need another scripture to substantiate, it's found in Jeremiah. This scripture just rivets in my soul. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 35 through 37. It also says, thus says the Lord who gives the sun for light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night. Who disturbs the sea and his waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth search out beneath I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. In other words, what is that saying? In other words, when the sun, moon, and stars stop giving their light, and when man can accurately measure the foundations of the earth, then the Lord will cease to be Israel's protector and provider. Since that will never happen, Israel will not cease to be a nation. In closing, I encourage you to search your heart and ask the Lord how you can serve more effectively in the Lord's church and also how you can be a blessing to the nation Israel. The Abrahamic covenant which is the promise God made way back thousands of years, thousands of years ago to Abraham is still in effect today. For the scripture says in Genesis 12, 2 and 3, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And all God's children said, God bless you. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. I could sense in the congregation that people were listening, internalizing, processing. And I really know why, Lord, because we don't hear messages on Israel. Only thing we hear, for the most part, 
is in the media or in the public opinion. And that's not a good place to get our source. Your word is the final authority and we must stand upon it and believe. Thank you for what you have shared with us today. Thank you for challenging our thinking. Thank you, Father, for heightening our awareness on Israel, the name of Israel, the origin of Israel, past, present, and future. Father, I know there are many biblical scholars out there who believe otherwise, but I believe they need to take a closer look at the word. Come to grips with this message. I shall believe this till you call me from labor to reward after having been in the scriptures for so many, many years. I thank you, Lord, for the word. I thank you for Maranatha Bible Church. I thank you, Father, that we hear messages that we don't normally hear. Messages that we can chew on, grow on, sink our teeth into. Thank you for what you're doing in the life of your church, that we would be the kind of saints that would bring your name, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said. When we disobey God, we set the stage for our impending destruction. God is our only hope. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must obey God and look to the hills from whence cometh our help. And where does our help come? It comes from who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.